this is Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> and I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre. And this is another edition of Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsessions. And the man who announced he has to get his affairs in order because he's dying of Munchausen syndrome <laughs> by proxy. How, how dare you accuse me of having affairs? Yes. <laughs> Raybone. Paul Raybone, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> the lovely Dara has also joined us. Hi, Dara. <laughs> I wanted Dara to join us because a, a, a fan, a listener, sent a gift that oh, was specifically no. for Dara. So this is the first gift in what, 250 shows, 300, something like that? It's a a gentleman, there you go. We'll use that one. It's a gentleman named uh, William Forsh, and uh, we'll get to it. But but let's do a little uh, housekeeping. I got. I just recently did the improv in Houston, Texas. Okay. Two guys came over to me in one night. They weren't together, and they said something that just amazed me they they talked they both were fans of the podcast uh-huh. and both of them said they l- really like the podcast because they're learning they don't know who the actors are they're learning about them <laughs> and and it gives them something to discuss with their parents oh how nice and it's it's bringing them and their parents closer together discussing the old performers. I love that. And I thought that's above and beyond what we were hoping. Above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping it would bring you and I closer. (laughs) (laughs) Has it done that? Sexually, yes. (laughs) But but that, I thought, was very touching. You know, I share things like that with Dara from time to time. I I send you things... Uh, from time to time saying people write um, very emotional things, very sweet things about the show. I had nothing in common with my dad. I had nothing in common with my mom. We we bonded over the show. We had these actors in common or this movie in common or something like that. It's very sweet. Nothing makes me happier. Yeah, my wife says I should save them, but I really have, I have to go back through, you know, years of emails and compile them, which is a big project. I should start putting them all in one I mean, folder. I mean, when we started this, we didn't think that, anyone was even going to listen. I mean... Except for like 20 nerds and, and, and Gino. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even know Raybone when, yeah. we, when we started. That's right. Yeah, but it really... It, was that? Uh, 2014? Yep. I believe it was the spring of 2014. We're Correct. Are we going to have a party? We're coming up we're on... A party for the four-year anniversary? Uh, we're coming up on five years. Yeah, we, we were talking about like listeners getting closer to their parents... Yeah, I, we get a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, that we, that's always a surprise. People getting through surgery. People do a lot of people write and say they're on long distance trips or commuting, uh, or people who work in bakeries or or, or you know they have uh, solitary jobs where they're or they're they're sculptors or they're artists and they'll put the show on and they, sit there and listen to the show. There was another guy also Houston, Texas, who told me he he was coming out of surgery. And it was taking him a long time to convalesce, and he was listening to all of the podcasts. There you go. Did. I think that's how Richard discovered us, Richard Kind. Richard Kind. I think he was going through knee surgery. Oh. 
Oh yeah, that's right. And he and he he tuned. He said, "Let me hear what this crazy shit is about." And he got and he got hooked. And then he started listening in the gym on his on his headphones, and and the rest is history. And the next thing you know, he's practically being thrown off a plane. Yeah. <laughs> for. Uh, Listening to you and Mario talk yeah. about uh, fel- talking fellatio about at thirty thousand feet. <laughs> you remember and fellatio at thirty thousand feet? Yeah, yeah. A, underrated uh, yeah, Twilight Dana Zone. Andrews. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was a that was a good one. I want to do a quick housekeeping thing too because we ran the Joel Gray episode and I got a lot of mail from people who thought that Joel Gray was was angry and was being peevish. He was actually putting us on. Yes. He was doing an elaborate bit, which unfortunately you can't really hear in an audio. Well, you can't really uh, pick it up in an audio-only medium because you couldn't see him giggling and making faces at us. Yeah, he was just being a smartass. He was trying to be a smartass. And I think what happens, too, with this show is that people who know about you and know or they know about Gilbert's career and they think, oh, I have to be funny. Yeah. I have to, I have to kind of raise my game or find shtick. And they don't realize that the show is, is really more about them and their career. And so Joel got to the point of the interview where he just decided he wanted to be fun and he wanted to bust balls and, and, and do little bits. So he put us on. Yeah. He was giving us false answers and stuff. It was a little like what Einstein did to us. Uh, yes. Where Einstein's character was just to rip us apart. Yes. And just put us down for an hour and tell us how terrible it was <laughs> and nobody was listening to it. But then he was very, very grateful when the when the mics were off. And so was Joel. Joel invited us to the show. He gave us hugs. He, he posed for pictures for a long time. So we, we just wanted to get that out there for people that got the wrong impression. Maybe he was a little too convincing. <laughs> but he wasn't uh he wasn't ticked off he was he was remember charles groden on talk shows oh yeah used to come on and pretend that he was that he was angry he was and angry he didn't at letterman be there. And he'd start a fight yeah a, a little something like that this oh is, we gotta see the present this is a gift and this is from a gentleman named bill forsh william forsh who sent us a lot of stuff but in the interest of time we're 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 only get to uh to one of them but next week when we meet again and we do another mini episode we'll bring out all the stuff that he sent which is sitting in my office. There's a gift for Frank too, for Verderosa. But he sent this, which I thought was rather appropriate. He even put a little name tag on oh, it. Oh man. To Look Dara at this. from Bill. So you might okay. want to open that up so that Bill can hear and get the full oh, pleasure. Oh my God. Can you see that, Gilbert? Those are, those are, those are, those are, they're orange wedge oh earrings. My God. Oh my God. Is that great? That's hysterical. Yeah, I'm going to wear those. <laughs> That is so. You look like a weird pirate. Oh, that's isn't great! That, isn't that great? That's amazing. They might be tangerine wedges, Gil, yes. as some people say. How do I look? Terrific! Oh, she and put it in her ear. You oh, have to take a picture. Oh, this looks great! And, oh, and, if, and, if, and it smells like Caesar Romero. <laughs> I believe it's from the Caesar Romero collection. Yes. <laughs> you know, Aren't those great? In the commercials, it I says. I think it does smell. I don't know where they come from, came from or where he got them. It but. smells like Cesar Romero's asshole. That's amazing. <laughs> well, thank you oh, so much. That's another thank you, thing. Bill. And I, you know, I never, I should write the names down or learn how to work my phone. Someone sent me a photo of Cesar Romero, I think, in the Coast Guard. <laughs> <laughs> which, thank you, Dara. Which thought, uh, <laughs> Oh, I don't well, even. See, in World War II, what they don't, what you don't realize, 
the Germans and Japanese were shooting orange wedges. I didn't realize that. I need to watch more of the History Channel. (laughs) Did you know, Paul? I did not know. I wondered. I thought maybe they'd be hurling seaweed at him. (laughs) Bill Forsh, thank you for that lovely gift. Dara is very charmed. She went back into the the control room. I I have one other piece I'd like to add before we get going. Yeah, go ahead, and then we're going to go on to another gift. This Thursday, you're going to, well, it'll be done by the time this airs, but you're going to be in Philadelphia, and my daughter and her husband are coming to see you. So I just wanted to ask you as a favor to me. Yeah. Could you try to be funny that night? <laughs> I, that's asking a lot. <laughs> he was looking at me when he said it. I yeah. got frightened. <laughs> they were coming to the apartment. Uh, yeah, you don't want to be funny just for Paul's... Uh, no. No. That's a lot of, that's a lot of extra effort. <laughs> Had they seen him before? No. This is no, a first. they're very excited. And where is this going to be? At Helium in Philadelphia. Helium in Philadelphia. You yeah. always play that club. Oh, I've been there a lot. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I, hope, I hope it goes... <laughs> the question is: Will 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 Gilbert's uh, years of waiting for a flood or hoping for a fire? Yes. Will will any of that happen? Yes, hopefully. And will your will your relatives have their tickets uh, refunded? In that case, I hope you are funny, Gil. Yes, that, that night. Here's another gift. Yes, this uh, this one uh, like uh, previous gifts. This one gave me an idea to do an episode around it. This is a book of character actors. Oh, great. This is called The Versatiles. And this was sent to us by, uh, oh, yes. Oh, I forgot. He put he, tuck, he tucked a little prize in. This is from a listener named Richard Pachter, P-A-C-H-T-E-R. He wanted to make sure that I pronounced his name correctly. He also sent you these. Oh! Some more chick tracks. Wow, I love these. Yeah, you must have a collection now in the uh, what numbering in the in the hundreds. How many of these have you gotten? <laughs> people save these all these years for reasons known only to them. And then when we announced on the show that he was obsessed with them, they started coming I, in I in droves. Clean, I can clean out the goddamn. I can't get rid of this shit. <laughs> I, I, I like I like to turn right to the end to see if they've gone to hell. Yeah. Or if they turn their life around. The Beast. I think The Beast, that doesn't end well. No, that can't end well. So Richard apparently has hung on to these chick tracks all of these years. Oh, that's great. So thank you for that. But They used to hand these out in the street. I I had no idea what you were... That goes back to the Gary Girani episode, and I had no idea what you were talking about when you first brought them up. And they've come in... Oh, I'm amazed how many people... They're out there. They're floating around. But this wonderful book, he says, Supporting Character Players in the Cinema from 1930 to 1955. This book was actually published in 1969, and it's a wonderful old book with black and white photos. And as you go through the book... And you find these wonderful character actors. Uh, and <laughs> Norman Lloyd, there it is. Oh, wow. Born 1914. I was going to say, this book is so old that some of these people were still alive, like Richard Liu. Oh, my God. Who was still alive when the book was. Ah, crap, yeah, as was Key Luke. Yeah. Uh, Barton McLean. Barton McLean had just died in 1969. Uh, Marjorie Maine was still alive at, oh. at the publication of this book. George McCready, uh, Mike Mazurki was still hanging around. So this is an old Frank McHugh. So this is an old book. And I said to Paul, we should go through here and oh, pick character actors me. and see how many we, how many Gilbert can get. But this scares me. There's so many in the damn book that I only got through A, B, and C. I only got through the first three letters. So we're going to try this. Uh-oh. Some of this is visual. People won't be able to see the faces, but 
you'll uh, you can picture them and you'll know who they are when we actually reveal them. Um, Paul, I'm going to jump around because okay. I don't want to go in alphabetical order because he'll start to figure it out. He'll see a pattern. <laughs> but this is this is just A, B, and C in this book. So if this works, we'll come back to it. But Gilbert, do you recognize this great character actor? Claude Akins. Didn't even hesitate. Yeah, and he was. I remember he was the preacher. In uh, oh, what the hell was the the um, Vincent Price? Not Vincent Price. Uh, Spencer Tracy and Frederick March. Uh, the, Inherit the wind. Inherit the wind. He was the very good. A mean Southern preacher. Very good. He's also in that wonderful Twilight episode. The uh, the monsters are due on Maple Street. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. a great and one. Is he also in? And this someone else wrote me, uh, talking about. <laughs> he gave me a whole. A whole thing, only everything you need to know about Oscar Beretti, right? Beretti, because he came up to <laughs> the cabinet. And I and I think Claude Akins is in that. Which one? Where they sleep and they're frozen, and then they wake up in the future, and they're like going through the desert in the Twilight Zone. I think so. Was it a feature? Uh, okay. No, no, it's the Twilight. Okay, Zone. I'm going to look that one up. Uh, what do we know about Claude Akins, well, Paul? What'd you he, find? He was in, I found that various uh, Westerns that he was in. Yeah. And every one of these, like, gave me an image. There's about he six was always of the mean Sheriff guy. of Cochise. Yeah. Remember that? He played Sheriff Lobo on television. Wagon, oh, Train yes. was, Wagon Train was another one. The Rifleman he was on as a guest star, I think. Rawhide. A lot of television. A lot of oh, oh, Planet Rawhide. of the Apes. He was in. He was bad, Battle for Planet of the He's Apes. He's in the Battle. battle. That's, that's, the, that's the, the last Apes. one. That's yeah, the last and he was original. his his touch with greatness was a movie called The Killers, and the cast is spectacular: Lee Marvin, Angie Dickinson, John Cassavetes, Ronald Reagan, and one of my favorite all-time names in show business: Clue Gulliger. Clue Gulliger. <laughs> ah, yes. Or Clue yes. Gulliger. Yeah. He's still around. Is he really? Should we get him here just so we can have fun? Did, with his, I with insulted his... another live actor. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, just so I could screw up his name. I don't think that. it's one of those guys where I've never heard his name said. Yes, but but I don't know how to pronounce it. But he's still with us. He's in his 80s or 90s. And wow. Might be trying might to be track him he's down. just getting into the prime age for yeah, the show. Claude yeah. Aikens was usually the mean guy. Yeah, yeah. The bully. The bruiser. But he was not, I was trying to look this up. He was not the, in Tremors, was he? Who, who was in Tremors? Yeah, There's could, a character in Tremors. I couldn't tell you. That looks like him. Anyway. You want, if you want to pick up your phone and be handy on your phone do. while Gilbert's guessing these. Okay, he'll get back to us in a month. <laughs> okay, here's another famous face, Gilbert. Who's that? Oh, uh, uh, Ed Begley. Very good. Yes. <laughs> Ed Begley Sr. This is a picture of him in the unsinkable Molly Brown. But... And and he would usually play mean characters. Yep. And I remember he was in a movie. He's oh, in one you just mentioned. He's oh, in Inherit the Wind. Yeah, Inherit the Wind. He's right, in. Right. Oh, 12 Angry Men. Yes. He plays the racist character. Yes. Like, well, you know the way these people are. <laughs> <laughs> they all lie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, oh, God. And the I'm, only person on this list who's, whose son was on the podcast. Yes. Ed yes. Beg Ed Begley Jr. Yeah. was on. I believe he won an Oscar for Sweet Bird of Youth. Uh, that sounds right. The Oscar Ed, that he wouldn't let Ed Jr. hold. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so the, the, the one that, this guy reminds me a little bit of Claude Aikens, Fred Ward. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, different actor, little, yeah, much younger. Fred Ward's yeah, yeah. a little thinner, much younger. Yeah. Fred yeah. Ward's in Remo Williams with our recent yeah. guest Joel Gray. <laughs> there yeah, Fred another... Ward's not as bulky, right? 
Okay. Right. This is a comic character actor, Gilbert. Uh -oh. Num number three. You want to put your glasses on because this is a small. <laughs> this is a small photo. You got the other two without your glasses. Yes. But uh, this one you're going to try it without the glasses. This one you're going to know. Who's that guy in the middle? Oh, is that? Uh, oh, oh, uh, he was on the George Burns show. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, fuck. It's in, a, it's in a mad, 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 mad world. Fred. Fred, uh... I think he's in Mad Mad World. He may not be. Fred Clark. Fred Clark. Yes. Yes. yes very good. Because I remember they had two next-door neighbors to the George Burns show. Yes. And one of them left, and, and then when the other actor came in, George Burns just introduced him, said, uh, this is going to be our next neighbor. That's <laughs> and, it. And then yeah. Fred it Clark. Like, okay. I think there were four of them. Four, four of the Harry Morton character. Okay, go ahead. Now, well, I don't have the names, but okay. they, they kept they kept changing over as if nothing, you know, nobody would notice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm wrong. I'm thinking of Paul Ford, who's in uh, who's in It's a Mad, 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 oh, Mad okay, World. Okay, yes. Not Fred Clark. They were both yeah. tall, goofy character and actors. Fred Clark, I think, would also play a lot of like army sergeants yeah, and stuff. Yeah, he's like in that. stuff like Solid Gold Cadillac. He's in uh, How to Marry a Millionaire, Place in the Sun. Uh, I always love this title because it sounds vaguely sexual. Ride the Pink Horse. Oh. <laughs> Sunset and, Boulevard. He's and, in Sunset Boulevard. And he was very funny on Burns and Al. Yeah. You got, boy, you are three for three. Oh. So far. Maybe I he was, he was somebody now. described Fred Clark as the master of the slow burn. Well, yeah. Edgar oh, yes. Kennedy was the original master of the slow, slow burn, burn from, from Duck Soup. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, uh, Can the, the I lemonade tell you salesman. something? I love Duck Soup. But the one scene that gets on my fucking nerves. It's Harpo and, and Edgar Kennedy. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like uh, he's he's running a business there. <laughs> Stop being assholes. <laughs> Harpo comes and puts his feet in yeah. the, uh, the lemonade, washes his feet in the lemonade. <laughs> we will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, here's one, Gil. This guy always played heavies. Who is that actor on the left? I believe he's the bad guy in A Day at the Races. He's definitely... Uh, no, he's not in A Day at the Races. I'm confusing him again with somebody else. He's in Son of Paleface. No, he is in the day. He is in a day at the races. Damn it! He's in Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. He's the bad guy. You know the face. Yeah. He's in Son of Pale Face, Three Musketeers. He's in the Ten Commandments. Did a lot of stuff. Douglas Dumbriel. Oh my God! You know that name? Yeah, he he did work with the Marx. Worked brothers. with the Marx Brothers. Yep, he's in Lives of a Bengal Lancer, Mr. Deeds. Uh, he was on uh, George Burns and Gracie Allen playing different roles. There you go. He appeared. There you go. Raybone with that deep research. <laughs> All right, deep. you're three, three up and one down. Yeah. Now you're going to get this one. Who's that okay. guy on the top right? 
was in a lot of costume pictures. Ooh. Worked with Rathbone and people like that. Not Raybone. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the Seahawk. He's in Philadelphia Story. Jane Eyre. He's in The Great Dictator. He's in Witness for the Prosecution. And a lot of Sherlock Holmes pictures. By now, people like Steve Stolier are screaming at their suspicion uh, at their device. Suspicion with Cary Grant, yes. John Fontaine, yes, Rebecca, yes. I'm, I've got a stump. No, uh, nope. You know who that is? I, I think you jumped to a different actor. Who are we doing? This is Henry Danielle. Oh, Henry Danielle! Oh, I did okay. jump to a different okay. actor. No, you're doing the other actor. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, he's not in Suspicion or right, uh, or right. Rebecca. That's right. That's yeah, Henry Danielle. Yes. Yeah. Also, the man in the gray flannel suit. He died during the filming of My Fair Lady in 63. Wasn't he in the Twilight Zone? Oh, Henry Danielle. Henry Danielle. Henry Danielle. We got a quiz for uh, Gilbert on this one. Go ahead. Henry Danielle was the Swamp Fox, the Disney show. The Swamp Swamp Fox. Fox? Does that mean anything to you? The question is, can you sing the theme song? Nope. He doesn't even know the know the show. Swamp Fox. Swamp Fox. (laughs) That's not it. (laughs) Everyone likes the Swamp Fox. The Swamp Fox. Say hello to the Swamp Fox. Incredible. That's it. You got it. Oh my God. We are a discombobulated bunch. Trying to keep keep all my paperwork together. Okay, this guest relates to the guest who was just here, the main show guest who was just sitting in the chair. Who's that? Oh, oh, Leo G. Carroll. Ah! Leo G. Carroll. No hesitation. Mr. Waverly. You bet. And and a movie I like, you know, which is a tacky movie, low budget, everything about the old sci-fi, the giant bugs and stuff. Uh But I like it. It's a ripoff. Of them, everyone respects them. Right. With the giant ass. With Edmund Gwen. Yeah. yeah. I like this one better. The ripoff is Tarantula. 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 Yes. Uh, with, uh, yes. you know, Acromagalia. Yes. Acromagalia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm familiar with the Tarantula poster in uh, yeah, particular. Yeah, in that movie they call it Megalia. It sounds like an Acromagaly party. <laughs> He's in Waterloo Bridge. He's in Spellbound. Oh, of course, uh, the TV show. Um, um, He's um, Waverly um, on The Man from U.N.C.L.E. Yes. And we just had David McCallum sitting in the, in the chair talking about yes. this very man. Did you? Yes. Mentioned North by Northwest. Leo G. Carroll. Yes, he's in, is he, yes, he's in North by Northwest. Yeah. Wuthering Heights, and, Ta- Tower of London. And I remember at the end of Tarantula, you know, they have guys in a plane sh- trying to shoot down, shoot the Tarantula. And the, <laughs> the guy's face is covered up. You just see his eyes. And it's Clint Eastwood. Oh, wow. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Very good. I did know that. Well, I got to put that on my list. I miss Tarantula. Tarantula? Yeah. Sounds great. Take a hard That's look a at the poster. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> who is this? Oh, 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 oh. Character actress who was in everything. Oh, Christ. She was in Watch on the Rhine, The Snake Pit. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Oh, Christ. I know her. Uh... She always played. Well, she played a lot of moms. Yeah. She played a lot of spinsters. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. And she's George Bailey's mother in It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> He's been in the insane asylum ever since he lost his business. If you ask me, that's where you belong. <laughs> that is Beulah Bondi. 
Oh! How about that? We stumped him with the chick. Yeah. We stumped we stumped him with the woman. Okay, he's going to get this one. Oh. He's going to bounce. What do you, tell us one thing about Beulah Bondi, Paul, before I move on. Uh, i got to find uh, Beulah Bondi, mother of James Stewart, four times. Four times. In four different movies. Yep. Including It's a Wonderful Life, which you mentioned. That's impressive. And her, so Beulah Bondi, her, you know what her real name was? Tell me. Beulah Bondi. <laughs> nice <laughs> but, work. Beulah Bondi with an I. Nice work. Was her real name Beulah Bondi? I know she's no, born Beulah in Bondi Chicago. I know she's from Chicago. <laughs> and you know what I have in I. common with Beulah Bondi? Tell me. I, I don't know. A double literate name. There you there go. There you go. Yeah, like Alan Arkin an or Alan Alden. An alliterative right. name. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Nice, nice work. Goodness gracious, Gilbert Gottfried. And Gary Gilmore. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> Fred Flintstone. Fred Flintstone. Nice work. Okay, you're going to bounce back to respectability. Larry Uh, Linville. Very good. We do a whole show of alliterative celebrity names. (laughs) Lois Lane. What's that? We could work in Lois Lane. Uh, Adam West. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. That's not how that works. Uh... Let's see. And did I say Alan Alda? You said Alan Alda? Alan Arkin? Alan Arkin. Yeah. yeah. B. Benedict. Yeah. B. Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Coburn, as long as we're doing character acting. Yes. Can you do a CH? Does that work? Charles CH. Why is Charles Coburn. Why do you want a CH? Well, he's got a CH. No, C is C. It's Gilbert Gottfried. It's double uh, initials. No, Gilbert. What about. <laughs> Wait, Charles Colburn. Yeah. Even though the C is pronounced like a C. It never it mind. doesn't matter. No, I did <laughs> notice that. It doesn't matter. It's the letter. <laughs> I did notice, what, though, that it me? doesn't have that, you know, sexy, steamy, like the, you know, the funny, right. fearless. What about, the, what about the screenwriter Sterling Siliphant? Ah, that's good. I don't know yeah, why these no, are leaping but, into my uh, head. Yeah, I, I did notice the sound is different. Yeah. It should have that. That should hit the letter. That's right. Okay. Does M Emmett Walsh count? No. <laughs> but M Emmett. E M W. William Weldon. Wellman. William Well. William Wyler. William Wyler. And William Wellman. Yes. William Wellman, who directed the first Oscar winner, Wings. Ah. In 1927. But that's neither here nor there. You got off topic. Let's get back to the character actors. Okay. People are screaming at their phones. Okay. Who's that gentleman? Oh boy. He's in everything. Oh, he is! Holy! Fuck. Always played a dev. Always played a, uh, a a villainous character. Always played a rich man. It's not. Is it Arnold? It's Edward Arnold. Yeah, Edward Arnold. Very, very good. Edward Arnold. Born right was, here in New York City. He was in a movie called Come and Get It. Yes. Uh, with, with Walter Fra- Brennan and Francis Farmer. That's correct. Very good. Francis Farmer. There's Francis Farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Francis Fisher. My God, we should be drinking. So Edward Arnold, he's a study in the highs and lows of show business. In 1937, he was in the Toast of New York, and his name was above Cary Grant's name. Wow. A year later, in 1938, a publication in Hollywood called him Box Office Poison. No shit. So that's a long way to fall in one year. Wow. Edward Arnold, he was always like a big husky guy. Yeah. And he had like, you know, one of those voices. He was a corrupt deep. politician. Yes. He was a mob yeah. boss, a, 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 syndic- a crime boss. Uh, uh, 
there is a part in uh, Devil and Daniel Webster in uh, Come and Get It. Good picture. He's he's in love with uh, Francis Farmer. Yeah, and but his, she's in love with his son. And at one point, they find out, and he and his son start getting into a fist fight. And Francis Farmer pulls them apart and yells to to the son. She goes, "No, don't hit him. He's your father." He's an old man. And then there's a close-up of him, like just devastated. Yeah, that's I'm wild. Getting, I'm getting tears. In my, yeah. yeah. Capra used him a lot. You can't take it with you. Uh, he's actually a good guy in that one. I had, oh. I had one other thing to add about Edward Arnold. He, he um, in Gremlins, there was a, there's a scene with a large photo on the wall. And it's a, it's a, this is after he had died. And it's a photograph of Edward Arnold. And uh, the filmmakers had to get permission to use it from the estate. And the person who got that permission was former podcast Joe Dante. How about that? The director of... That's good trivia you found. Isn't that a good one? Nice research. I was once (laughs) on a plane, and I saw a guy sitting across from me, and I said, that's Edward Arnold's son. And I I was thinking, oh, I got to go over and tell him that I'm a fan of his father. And... And, but I didn't. And then I'm walking in the terminal, and I pass him again, and I thought I got to tell, and I didn't. And and at first I kicked myself, and then it fucking hit me, and I was thanking Jesus that I didn't <laughs> go over because it was Edward, Edward Albert's son. son. Uh, Edward Albert. And I thought, ooh, that would have <laughs> oh, been... Oh, from Butterflies Are Free. Yeah, yeah. that would have been the most uncomfortable <laughs> flight right. I was ever it on. It was Eddie Albert's son, yes. Edward Albert. Yes. He was an actor. Yes. And I thought, nice oh, work. Close thank, call. thank you, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> your, your, your social phobia saved you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for, for once. I, I misspoke. Uh, he, he he's was, the bad guy in uh, in uh, you can't take it with you. Lionel yeah. Barrymore was. He was the, a terrific actor. Yeah, and in everything, Capra used him in Mister in uh, in Mister Smith uh, with Claude Rains. Yeah, uh, and you can't take it with you, and uh, and in Meet John Doe. So he worked a lot. Yeah, big career. Okay, now here's a layup. Catherine Hepburn was called box office poison. Is that right? At one point, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Also, Gilbert Gottfried, after <laughs> Funky Monkey, was released. Through, but that was through my entire career. <laughs> slow acting they poison. They had it one shot. Oh, all lows. With me, you don't have to pick out one part. It's from beginning. <laughs> Who's that actor? You know him. You'll get him right away. Oh, Lionel Atwill! Oh, my Lionel God. Atwill. That's Atwill. too easy. He's, nice. he's come up here many yeah. times. It was too easy. Son I, of Frankenstein. I, I, yeah. He was the one-armed. I'll give, uh, you, I'll give you an easy one every I, now and then. I have, a, I have a question that I saw in the research and, that I couldn't and answer. Lionel Atwill almost got famous as being like the next Fatty Arbuckle. Yes, Errol scandal. Flynn. Because yes. he used to have weird yep. sexual parties. Yep. And a couple of times, I, they said one time Lionel Atwell was crying, and he said, you know, they, they finally got me, thinking this is going to be the end. He'll be in jail. Lionel he, Atwell? He had, you know, go ahead. No, you go. Well, he had something I, I read here. You know, he had this awful end he to his life. Munchausen syndrome. <laughs> yeah. He did. And then it, it said he, after, after he was convicted and the whole mess broke, 
He was kept employed on Poverty Road. Do you know this term? Oh, sure. yes. Poverty Road. Reference yes. to the B-movies. Yeah. B I thought yeah. that's a great concept. Sure. B-movie studios, and he just made cameos and occasional things. Yeah. Columbia was considered a Poverty yeah. Road studio. Right? When what Capra, a great piece of Hollywood thing was borrowed Clark Gable and Claudette Colbert. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, God. I got a mental block. That studio, it, 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 uh... Monogram. Monogram. Sure. Monogram. They sure. were really cheap. Sure. We know about Lionel Atwill, and we know about the work of Lionel Atwill, so I thought I'd throw you a softball. Uh oh Now, here's another one that might stump you. Who's that? Oh, fuck. Is that, is that, um, uh, uh, uh it's it, not Lewis, Lewis Calhoun. Very good. Lewis from, from Duck, Duck Soup. Soup. Very and, good. And, you know, Lewis Calhoun. Trentino. I'll Ambassador never forget, he was hysterical <laughs> yeah. in that Lewis Calhoun. Yes. yes. And um, he he also, I, I remember my mother telling me, I think she, when she was younger, she once had a, a job lasted a short while in a department store, or she was in the department store, and she saw Lewis Calhoun come in, and he he carried himself like an old time actor. He had a cape. That's great. Yeah, and, and an, like, like an ascot. Yes, the cane. yes, that's a, wonderful. And just carried himself like the great old <laughs> he, actor. He had quite a career. They describe him here in the book as one of America's most distinguished actors of stage and screen, a wise and witty raconteur, dressed like a Wall Street broker with his theater trained voice. It kept him in demand in films for many years. Affairs of Cellini, The Count of Monte Cristo, The Life of Emile Zola. Well, Juarez, Notorious, Asphalt Jungle. Ah, yes, uh, yes. In, uh, and the Blackboard Jungle, Julius Caesar, <laughs> Executive Suite, and of course, he will forever be Ambassador Trentino. Who Groucho Marx <laughs> slaps. <laughs> Upstart. Yeah. I, it, was, it was a seven-letter word. I'm going to offer my hand. And I'm sure he'll accept it, no matter of which it's given. <laughs> but what if he doesn't accept it? That would be a fine how do you do. Oh. <laughs> you worm. <laughs> I still like Upstart the best. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one is not really even a guess. But and Owen, gonna... he's hysterical in that scene where he's trying to make sense of what Chico and Harpo. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Louise, follow him all day. He gets mad because he can't read. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this this one is not to stump you, but I came oh, upon we, the... Oh, we shadow him. What day was that? <laughs> shadow day. <laughs> it still holds up. Yes. That movie, so our friend... Um, uh, I think it was Donald Liebenson. Uh, uh, there's an article that we'll post on social media. I think Duck Soup, Duck Soup is 75 years old. Wow, or something like that. Is, is it Jeez. 75 or 85? Oh my God! It's uh, 1930. Paul, do the math. 34. 34 is. Uh, let's see. 70 years would be 2004. It's 70, it's, 80, it's 85 years 80, old. 84, 85. Amazing. Oh, and I remember he goes, ah, Tuesday he fool us. He no show up. Wednesday we fool him. We, we no show up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, since you're on the roll and you're on the topic, who's that woman in the middle? Oh, well, that's too fucking I didn't easy. say, I said that's I wasn't going to stump you with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Margaret the Great Margaret Dumont. Right, yeah. she'll be the last one. Yeah. Paul, what do you have? 
And this. she was always the rich woman in all the Marx Brothers picture. Yeah. I, what I got is what everybody knows, and you guys certainly know, but I, can't, I never get enough of it, that she didn't understand their jokes on the screen, yes. and she didn't understand their jokes <laughs> off the screen. So they say. <laughs> so <Yeah>. they say. <laughs> so they say. This is a wonderful book. And I, then he, I heard Groucho had a party. Well, I heard she died badly, too. Like, she died right after appearing with him on that yes, Hollywood Palace yes. show or one of those shows. And and Groucho said, you know, she showed up with a bouquet of flowers and he thinks she bought it for herself to come in and look like she got flowers. Oh, sad. This is a wonderful book. Here, I'll give you a couple of... There's Frank Phelan from It's a, from, uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Yes. Uh, Ernie the Cab Driver. Fritz Feld. Ah! And they were both alive at the ah! publication of this book Fritz in 1969. Feld. Well, I mentioned Fritz Feld in the documentary. You did. You did. And Fritz Feld, he developed that great thing where he'd pop his mouth. He'd slap it and make a loud popping sound. So he was always like, you know, the maitre d'. Sure. <laughs> or, a but, or a butler. Or, or a, yes. A, yeah. And it was always Desk like. clerk. Ah, your table is ready. And then he'd make a, slap his mouth and make a popping sound. That was his trademark. And, and I mean, he built a career. He sure did. And he was always hysterical. We'll do more. This book, thank you, Richard Pactor. I knew it was going to make oh, a yeah. fun mini episode. The book is called The Versatiles. I don't know if anybody can even find it. Uh, but this is a wonderful old book. Oh, that's a fun book. Yeah, and we got only through A, B, C, and D, which is as oh, far as we could go, and we'll do more. You know name I once learned and I forgot? Who was the guy who played Carlos in in The Honeymooners with oh, the mumbo? Oh, my God. I'll have to look that up. You know, if I were lucky enough to find a woman <laughs> like you two gentlemen are, Opening a door for them. (laughs) (laughs) um, I got something on Margaret Dumont's death. Go quick. The Hollywood Palace, you were right, but she was reunited with that week's guest host, which was Groucho. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And uh, they they performed Captain Spaulding's scene, including the song Hooray for Captain Spaulding. According to my, uh, there he is, Charles Corvin. Oh, okay. Yes. Wasn't even Latino. Yes. Who Who played Carlos Sanchez. Carlos is teaching me to mamba. There you go. Was that fast enough for you? He was Hungarian, and his real name was Geza Corvin Karpathy. Wow. <laughs> there we go. We'll save some more uh, actors. And you, at your age, should, should be, be ashamed, ashamed of yourself. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Thank you, Mrs. Manicotti. Say good night. And uh, I remember, like, the full version of Hooray for Captain Spaulding that they did on the TV show. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, presenting Dr. Hackenbush, the famous medico. You're welcome, Dr. Hackenbush. If that's the case, I'll go. Very good. <laughs> Very good. All right, sir. Oh, this was a fun one. We'll do We'll do more. We'll do more character okay, acting. Okay, so this is another edition of Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Upset. And post your favorite character actors online. Put them on, put them on Facebook. Put them on the Listener Society for us, and we'll talk about Mike. Colossal Obsessions.
sessions.